are welcome to another episode of the SNC podcast. My name is Shade Anozie. On the show with me today, I have singer, songwriter, instrumentalist, and performer, Sir Dauda. Sir Dauda considers himself as a vessel of art and music and intends to inspire knowledge and love through the art. He also sees himself as the last born of the gods, first son of the ministry, high priest in the temple of music, and the keeper of the deep shop. In addition to releasing his own songs such as Sisi Oloja, Landlord and Karakuta, he has collaborated with artists and producers such as Focus Ramon, Sizzle Pro, Kid Connect, Fumbi, Fowls, Shodem Camp, Eva Alodia, Aramide, Luce Canon, Black Magic, to name a few. He is currently working on his upcoming EP called Elements, which will be out later in the year. I'm happy to have him on here. Welcome, Sadauda. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm in good spirits. What has your day involved besides coming to chat with me? My day today has uh, has been kind. It's, it's been quite chill. I kind of got up late and I've been uh, about the house doing one or two things. And uh, yesterday was pretty hectic, so I had to calm down from that. What was hectic? Did you have a lot of work to do? I had to be at a performance. Got back uh, pretty late and it was pretty tired. So yeah. The rite of passage is I always ask every person to tell us what their passport name is. So tell us what is your passport name? My passport name, my government name is Olua Tobiloba Ndagana Daudu. What was the middle name? Ndagana. It's, uh, <laughs> it's from uh, my, some of my um, ancestry is from Niger State, the Takwa people. Oh. The, People who are responsible for Shango and stuff like that. <laughs> the people who are responsible. <laughs> <laughs> Shango's, like... mom was, uh, Shango's mom was from, she was Takwa. Oh. And he, he spent a lot of his childhood in, in Takwa, in the village, in the Takwa, uh, with the Takwa people. Wow. That's why he learned how to do charms and stuff. That's so interesting. Wow. You know, yeah, a, a lot of times, you know, you hear people comment. We feel um, they feel like a lot of Nigerians don't know history. Sorry. I said this is true. This yeah, is true. you know, just you, you just educating me right now. I didn't know that song was from Tapa. His dad was oh, the name of the progenitor of the Yoruba progenitor, uh, Oduduwa. Yes. So, so he 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 had a brother. So his brother was older, and his brother was ruling after the dad died, and so he had to, like, run away and everything, but, you know, he was more of, his brother was the warlord and everything, and uh, he was the he was the ladies' man, you know, that kind of thing, so he was he was Yoruba as well as Takwa, his mom was Takwa, but his dad was proper um, Omodudua, basically. Yeah, because that, that, that's what I was saying that about history, because like, a lot of times what we hear about is the Yoruba side, we never hear about the Tapa side, you know what I'm trying to say? So, okay. yeah, oh, yeah, that's pretty interesting. In the Yoruba, in the Yoruba palaces, in, uh, in, if you go to like Oyo State or Ife, there's like a quarters for the Tapa people that by right, they, they have a quarters within the Yoruba palace. Oh. It's like a, it's like a standing tradition from way back, sure. On my mom's side, it's, it's just as complicated. Okay. On my dad's side, is actually it's the ancestry that is quite... Uh, the, 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 the more recent generations are, are very Yoruba settlers and everything. On her mom's side, she's like... Um, you know the Brazilian settlers when they came from, when they came to, to Lagos? So those guys who are in Lagos Island who do the fancy carnival and all those kinds of mm-hmm. things. So yeah, so so my mom's Lagos, Lagos from the like our village is Lagos, <laughs> is Iga and and all, and all those places. But um, on my dad's side, on, my, on her mom's side, 
she's uh, on her dad's side. I'm sorry, she's a uh, Syrian Union. Wow, see, I like this. I like this. This is so cool. Thank you for sharing that with us. Do not even uh, I do not know that. All right, okay. so thank you for giving us that brief history on Shongo and Tapa mm-hmm. and um, Yoruba people. That's really awesome, considering I'm half Yoruba. Okay, so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my 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 father is um my father is Yoruba and Igbo, and then my mom is Yoruba and Sierra Leonean, and she has some Congolese blood in her. So ah, yeah, <laughs> my parents couldn't nice. decide. Did I get me Yoruba and Igbo? You know. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Yeah, so that's cool. Well, thank you so much for being here, and like I said, giving us that really awesome history. So now, kind of moving on to the school that you attended, what secondary school did you, and also before you went to secondary school, did you spend all your life in Nigeria? My pre-university years, growing up, going to school and everything, but like a, the odd holiday here and there, but as a child growing up and living in the Nigerian system, yes, I did, up until university, up until I was about to go into university. But I went to, uh, I went to King's College Secondary School, Laureate, those of them who are who are listening. Uh, <laughs> before that, I went to I went to like two primary schools and two secondary schools. So I went to St Mary's Primary School and St Saviour's Primary School. I went to St Mary's for like primary one, uh, and St Saviour's from primary two to primary six. And I didn't jump at primary five like a lot of people did. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I went to primary um, six uh, from primary two to primary six in St Saviour's. Then I went to ISL, which was inside Unilag. ISL is mm-hmm. uh, international school. It's close to QC and all that. And, that. and I, I went to I went to ISL for for JS one and at JS two I moved. Uh, I was moved, I should say, because my parents, especially my mom, was very eager for me to be in KC because of the illustrious past and because <laughs> of you know all that stuff that King's College is supposed to all kind of all all the uh, what's it called the myth and legend and all mm-hmm, that stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I was taken to to King's College and from JSQ to SSD. I was going to say about because you asked specifically about secondary school. Secondary school was a very interesting time, you know. Generally, in any in any kid's life, that's when you're forming like who you are and mm-hmm. a lot of your long term habits and stuff like that. You know, so it was quite interesting because the the, the I was in an all boys school, so there was lots of testosterone around me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a boarding house student. I was a day student. I used to come from home every day. So I kind of got the balance of home and my sister's friends and all that used to come around. So I kind of got the balance from two sides, basically, because in school you can get to be like a bro and get to be like, you know, you know how all, how uh, sometimes in school there's like a gang mentality. Everybody mm-hmm. has groups and stuff. But then that gets uh, softened and balanced out. Well, I wanted to ask you, I feel like all you KC boys, you seem to have, like, the sense of pride, like, whatever. <laughs> like, I know, like, yeah. <laughs> I know, like, two other KC boys. One is uh, my friend DJ Mo, and the other person is Jafet Amojoa. So, okay, the third person that I know who comes to KC. So. Um, I wanted to ask, because I went to um, boarding school for three years. I went to Federal Government Girls College, Shagamu. And it was also an all-girls all school, rather. Um, I remember your... You remember us? What does that mean? You remember us? What 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 are the tales you heard about Shaggy Girl? There there were there was tales I heard and tales I experienced as well. But let's, let's, focus, 
I love how you just diverse on the story, you know. Uh, what I wanted to say is I wanted to ask is, based on my experience and based on your experience as well, um, if you do decide in the future to have children, because not everybody wants to, but I'm just saying if you decide to have that, would you also send your kids to all boys? To be honest, I think um, I would like them to be in a place where they can experience growing up with both sexes mm-hmm. um, around them, developing naturally, normally, you know, learning, trying different things, failing at different things, you know, uh, 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 gaining different types of knowledge, you know. Because for me, I think as a uh, as an individual, even though I had like my sister, my sister went to QC, so she was in her own <laughs> her own experience. Mm-hmm. But you know how, and and so I I got I I became friends with a couple of her friends, you know. So that 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 was it. Kind of made me have a second point of view of things because based on the the not even just the education, but based on the training that you get, based on being like part of the team, part of the bros and stuff like that. There are different things that you're not supposed to be sensitive to, you know. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to be, you're not supposed to be able to feel pain. You're supposed to be a player. You know, even when we were in secondary school and we didn't know what being a player meant, you know, mm-hmm. you, could, you could not possibly be an actual player <laughs> with, your, with your uniform and your sandals and all that. <laughs> but even then, we were aspiring towards different things. And I'm sure in the girls' side, too, we were teaching them to aspire to different things. I mean, just the social, the, the, the what the society was, um, the way they were being socialized by that kind of exclusive uh, I I wouldn't like that experience. Let me have a go. You know, when I was in when I was in just one, I there were girls in my class that I kind of fancied and all that. And then I met these girls again after we finished secondary school. And it was so it was it was sort of like something I missed, you know. But like I I, I mean I, I I had I had different outlets to to mix with people. There's church growing up. We had a teens church and all those kinds of things. We had, uh, uh, where I lived was uh, it was like an estate, so there were a lot of people. So we, we had friends, guys and girls, so it was a mixed, it was a balanced, but I don't want my kids to have uh, that kind of, I don't know. I think, I think I would like them to know that, especially for, because human beings need to, you need to see, okay, for instance, I don't know if this is going to answer your question as to the single sex uh, uh, thing or not, but this is, uh, uh, let me tell you this story. Okay. So there was, a, there was a case of this child that they found, right? You know, these feral children who are born like in human uh, communities, but maybe by some accident or by some kind of mistake, they find themselves in like the forest or something like that, and they're raised by animals, right? Mm-hmm. So there's like uh, records of like two of them. I, I think I remember two of them. So there was a girl who was raised in, in, in by wolves, right? And this girl. Uh, when 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 they found her, when they, when she was found by the scientists or whoever the explorers, and her hands didn't spread. When she wanted to sleep, she would like curl into you know she would go around and around and around and check out her environment before she settles herself. They tried to teach her words, and she could only learn about five words. Uh, she was about twelve years old, I think, is it ten or twelve or something when they found her. But she had the vocabulary and the IQ of like a four-year-old kid or something like that. So it was it was it was really 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 bad. And that's an extreme example, but it goes to my point that I want them to develop as naturally as possible. Let them have every, you know, every experience in life and let them see life from other people's point of view, basically. Yeah. And not just not just about their school. I would like them to have a very 
broad international experience like they should go to they they, they would go to different countries you know and serve or, or and, and even to enjoy it but just to learn about it, the, the culture basically i would i would make sure that they they had a very rich cultural experience multicultural experience i would like to thank you for talking about that i don't know who i was talking to well maybe it was like a week ago i think i was talking to a friend of mine I mm-hmm. think he was um, teasing me for being super bougie, and I was like, whatever. <laughs> and he was, he was just talking about my, um, I think, secondary school, because I left Shagam when I was in GSS3, and I I, I went to the different school in SS1. Um, yeah. I feel like people that know me will think that I'm not shy, you know, but I feel like um, my shyness in secondary school was even more pronounced, because I feel like I was an only girl school, and then... When I, I felt that when I left um, Shagamu and I went to a different school, just even interacting with boys for a while, it was kind of like, yeah. you know, weird, you know, initially. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, I just always, I think I was just telling him that, you know, if, you know, God says that, you know, I should have children, I would want them to interact just exactly as all what you said, I agree. So it was just random that you just said that. I was like, well, let me just ask you that question as well since, you know, that kind of came up when I was talking to someone. Um Cool, cool, cool. Now, um, I wanted to find out in doing your time at KC and doing your time at St. Saviors, did you mm. did you realize that you had an interest in the arts, or when, or when, if if no, when did you now realize that you know you had an affinity for um singing uh, and writing? My, when I was a kid, when I was when I was really really young, my my folks had been trying to get us to um play the piano. <laughs> so you know how you have music lessons and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So we used to go for uh, piano lessons at Muzon, and uh, my sister was actually really good, but I was very, <laughs> I didn't, the environment, like that learning environment was not my thing. So what I would do is like, you know, they'll teach you how to read, it was like a very formal, I would just uh, read it enough to memorize the piece and then play it over and over again. So when, when they're asking me to play a certain piece, I know what they're asking me to play, and I play it. I don't read the music in front of me. Mm. So during the exams, they'll give you a fresh piece of music that you've never seen, you know, which is what you're supposed to be able to do. And you be able to interpret. And, and, and I, went, I was very bad at that. So um, I kind of, you know, I kicked the whole instrument type thing. I, 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 didn't, I didn't want to, because I, was, I felt like I wasn't good at it. As a child, the one thing that I, was, uh, that I noticed I was good at was um, drawing, actually. Mm. Um, so I used to I used to do that and because like you like you said I was a quiet kid basically except I'm like really comfortable with or I'm at home and stuff like that at home I was quite an adventurous kid and we'd have like a uh, a grandma used to ask us to you know say our times table or to like perform like she teach us like poems and and Yoruba songs or something like that and they would perform it for her and if we do it well she would give us a what was the name of that it was was uh, what's the name of that sweet that time. Not a, a, not <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not um, Baba Dudu's, no? No, not Baba Dudu. We used to like Baba Dudu, but not that one. Um, mm-hmm. What's the other one? Uh, there was there was the, the robot chewing gum, the robot chewing gum, the one that had questions inside it. The one that oh, had, yeah. The, yeah, the kind that was kind of thick. Yes, yes. Yeah, so oh, okay. Either she gave us the chewing gum or she gave us the, she gave us like a one naira coin. We were kind of being encouraged to perform and stuff like that. It wasn't pronounced. It wasn't deliberate, basically. So some of your interests include Bob Marley, Nana Simone, Billie Holiday, Wait. Stevie Wonder, Fela, Most Def, King Sonia Day, Ebenezer. Yeah. You have so many influences. Big Daddy King. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I, I feel I feel personally like you should 
be inspired if you're if you're uh, the, the 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 position or the job of an entertainer right or like a, a writer or a, a, an artist or an an artistly an artistically inspired person is a person who generally um can draw from their surroundings and interpret that artistically so whether in a song or in graffiti or in a, a dance routine or something like that so there's so many people that I listen to, and I'm, I'm I was really blessed to have friends who who knew very good music, you know. So they recommend stuff, and uh, some friend who's like a music buff or something, and so forth. So for for some time, I entered different eras. There was a time we were listening to blues and everything from the 50s, and that's when I fell in love with them, Nina Simone. And then after a while, I mean, I, I would have somebody recommend some like Iraqi music and then you get into or you get into some some Portuguese or some mm-hmm. some Spanish you know music flamenco and stuff like yeah. that so I believe that you should have like a wide you know library of music but yes as for the people I do respect and who have like proved themselves in their field yes those are some of the names but there's a whole lot more yeah exactly what you said I, I was um interviewing uh, a music executive Kocho Koe um, I was okay. interviewing him last week, and um, that was the same comment that we agreed on. And this was actually even more geared towards people who want to be A&Rs. And I was, you know, telling him that you know it's so important that if you want to be an A&R, talk about even being an artist, you have to your palette of music has to be so varied. Exactly. If you want to be a DJ, same thing. If you want to be a producer, same thing. You know, mm-hmm. you have to know music that people would never know. You have to have libraries of music from places that people have never heard of because you're drawn from that. So some of these influences, was that a product of your parents playing records at home as well? Oh, yeah, yeah. My my, my folks used to, my dad used to, uh, like, in the mornings, man, you just wake up and you hear, he used to love like country music or um, them Stevie Wonder, them uh, 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 Lionel Richie, Michael Jackson. We had like, Stacks of records. I don't know where all those things are now. Probably in some box somewhere. Mm-hmm. That we had a record player. We had stack. Yes, yes. I have to. Yeah. There's, there's there's stuff that I don't know. You know. And we and he used to play all those things in the morning. Um, he used to play some Jim Reeves. We used to he used to love Jim Reeves until we found out that Jim Reeves was racist. <laughs> my dad's taste in music, especially my mom, liked uh, good music too. But my dad usually was the one that used to buy the records. Yeah. So now, just going to the genre or how you would identify your music, you classify it as jungle funk. <laughs> jungle funk, baby! <laughs> to talk about what jungle funk is for people who are listening. Okay, so jungle funk is, um, for instance, I, I believe that in my own context, in where I'm from and where I stay, in fact, in, in, in lots of people's um, context, in, in I think the basic human context, wherever you stay, is to me, it's like, a jungle of sorts, except you're living by yourself, except you're living like uh, on on one of the mountains or whatever by yourself. If you're in a, if you're in a com- community of people made up of different actors, made up of different elements, like a society made up of different independent, autonomous moving factors, you know, everything is moving independent and coordinated because you're moving within a system. And for me, they're like, I, I, I relate I relate my system to where, you know, there'll be lions and the people who are like at the top of the food chain and there'll be the scavengers who are like, you know, they pick up the the the, the pieces after the after the predators have, you know, had their fill. And then there'll be the people who are just being picked on. This is this is this is true in a lot of people's context and even more true or more so true in Africa mm-hmm. and Nigeria in particular. Yeah, yeah. 
So, um, but out of that, the funk, the funk is the feeling. The funk is the, is the, you know, is that, is that thing, is that magic, you know, that's the funk. So the funk is the, is, 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 is what comes out of that situation, that high tension, high pressure situation, you know, and that's why Nigerians are able to function even under these kinds of situations. Nigerians that wake up every day, people are not killing, killing themselves, you know, some people are killing themselves, but I'm saying that there's a majority of people that have hope that let me just see one more day let me just see one more day things could be better and so jungle funk is the music from that experience it's the music that is inspired from that experience so it has a lot of uh, african influence it has a lot of uh, percussion has a lot of horns has a lot of you know there's a bounce to it but there's also a story to it because african african tradition is is, is storytelling is, is a big part of african t- tradition in fact some people never had any written text it was just the stories passed down i want to go into some of the songs and reflect the elements of jungle funk that you have just described to the listeners but this okay. is a question that's totally random what is funky monkey funky monkey <laughs> okay so um i don't know if i should even tell you this yet but um um Okay, so Funky Monkey is a character in the Funky Jungle. All right. And the Funky Jungle is the physical representation of Jungle Funk. Ah, okay. Now, yeah. another thing I want to ask you before I go into some of your songs is, initially, before you became Star Dauda, were you yes. called Mr. Dauda? <laughs> I don't know where this is going. I, I, I'm, that question. I'm not sure where this is going. I don't know if I'm comfortable. Is it yes or no? I expose you. What I mean, as for my as for my government name being Toby Daudu, I would definitely have been referred to as Mr. Daudu at some point. So yes. Okay. All right. So moving on to my next question, the title Mr. Daudu is in yes. 2011. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 did you release any song by the name of Good oh, Time? Good Time. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay, wow. Okay, yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> Why are you? The song wasn't even bad. Oh, right. Like, seriously. Yeah, like... Yeah. Do you know, you're, you're, taking me, you're taking me back to... Okay, all right. Okay, because you did your digging, I'll give you, I'll give you what you... I'll give you something more than what you asked. Okay. okay. Uh, all right, so Good Time was... As at, as at that time, I was Mr. Daudu, S-I-R. Mm-hmm. That's what I used to do. Go by. Uh, formed a group called uh, Swag City, Last Giddy Swag City, because we're all we're three guys from uh, Lagos, but we found ourselves in in school, so we we're trying to you know rep Lagos as well, and then do like be cool about it, and you know be stylish and be lyrical and all those kinds of things. And those were the kinds of things we we're trying to bring into our lyrics as a as the group. So I actually I actually learned lyrical aggression and all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I learned from being part of that group, you know, wordplay and stuff, because those were the rules within the group, you know, you can't be whack, you can't be, uh, uh, you know, so we had to, each person was trying to up the ante every time, because mm-hmm. if we're doing a song together, I can't have two good lines and one bad line, sorry, two good verses and one bad verse, because somebody didn't write their stuff, you know? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, I, I, I want to go back to some of your lines, but I wanted to, I think maybe I didn't even clarify, what university did you go to? I went to the University of Toronto and I went to the University of Buckingham. Okay, and then what was your what was your major in uni? 
law actually. Okay, yeah, that's true. You are, yeah, you are. That's true. <laughs> I remember you not. Yeah, I just remember that we didn't clarify that. Um, you need to, we kind of emphasize more about secondary school than you know. Okay, that's cool. Yes. Back to Sadaudu. Um, yeah. I kind of emphasizing what you said about the lyrical dexterity that you were trying to go for. Some of your lyrics in Go mm-hmm. Time are, you can check the record at the morning presidential. <laughs> parking by the bus stop. Now my bank account sees traffic like a bus stop. Don't forget the S I R C. I should be your hype man. Nice one, nice I was interviewing Koch last week, and he, you know, had some videos from back in the days that he was trying to hide. And I was like, no, it's good because it shows that there's the interest has always been there. You know what I'm trying to say? Like your skill, like even just hearing that record, I was like, oh, I kind of see why he's uh, dialed on up that makes any sense yeah, you know like you've seen the progression you know so there's nothing to be embarrassed about it's a good record like hey. shout out to mr millie for this one <laughs> let's go make this money homie let's go let's go town baby Lights on, it's showtime, turn my mic on, it's go time, flow so together like a cosine, the swagger's on point like a road sign, yup, I only chill with the cool guys, the haters wanna see me but they too blind, tell them man they hate man I don't mind, and even if they looking man they won't find me, I'm spitting lyrics from a dope vine, my mind is like a page on my coat lines, I'm from the underground like a ghost shrine I'm talking about the city by the coastline So rack it up, shorty stack it up Representing Diddy, you can call me the ambassador Yes, I am the man, I'm the rapper, shorty asking up Yes, I'm from the land where the bus is looking black and yellow My head above the clouds, still I'm on the mellow Extraordinary swag, ordinary fellow And this is Lagos musical, yeah, oh my, let's go Let's take it up a notch and elevate the tempo Fresh music from the fresh coast The music making waves like a jet boat Studying the game, you can swear I had a textbook Put my lines on Twitter, man, I swear you get the best quotes Haters make me laugh, they write the best jokes Tell them I'm a winner, no export <laughs> Man, the truth is evidential You can check the record, I've been running presidential See, my vision is a super size I don't see no haters, all the haters getting euthanized I don't see no other girl, baby, it's just you and I Yes, I live in Lucky, baby, tell me where do you reside? Big volley, yeah, we call shots OG, low key, that's a must, must I used to be packing by the bus stop Now my back account sees traffic like the bus stop Yeah, I got my last key swag on Fresh boy, P-Mill, Tabon I'm a Daudu, I'm a Quimo, Radgon Farabale, Boshin, Halek, Melu, Radgon Blast off a jet by Mars Way ahead of you, man, I'm the best by far So don't test my style, man I'm blessed by God when you address me Don't forget the S-I-R <laughs> Let's go At that time, I was um, in, in school I was um, 
running for uh, SU president. So uh-huh. where, when I was, I was making reference to that, and then we won actually. So I, I made, I was trying to make reference to that. Okay. Well, and for like, my guys who helped out and everything. Yeah, and who are the the guys? Are you are you still friends till today? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean mm-hmm. Facebook. Solves a lot of problems. Uh, oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, now, so let's get to one of the songs that is more reflective of who Sadawda is now. Um, so your first single was Sisiya Loja, which was released in 2012. And you have um, Kalakuta, you have Landlord. But let's start off with Sisiya Loja, since that was your first single. So can you talk um, briefly about what inspired the song and how the song came together? Um, I, I, the, the event of how the song... Um, the events of how all the, the, the how the words came were I don't know I think I was washing plates or something and I I I like water I like the feel of water so I think I was water was running on my hands and everything and I was washing and I think I was singing a tune or something I've been listening there was this Yoruba song that my friend was singing oh I I think I I, I my friend was singing a Yoruba song from a Yoruba movie and I really liked the song because. It was very interesting. We were talking about like our route in life, you know, being kind of perilous and tumultuous and stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, we were looking to go, our home is going to be free of all those kinds of things and all that. So, but he said it very poetically, basically. So I really liked that. And I was humming like a tune. I was just humming a random tune, you know, and um, the, all the words came. But the feeling, you know, be, so the way, the way I feel sometimes before you write, Sometimes there's this like an overpowering feeling that something really, really good, you know, like something really, really, you know, something really, I don't know, powerful, like an idea or like a bunch of ideas swimming around, but it's just giving you an overpowering feeling. So if you channel that energy into words, you know, somehow you describe that feeling, but you would also, you'd also do it with the, uh, do it with uh, uh, passion because it's coming. You know, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's like a, a reservoir, like a, like like a like a reservoir, and you just let open the the, the water gate and stuff like that. And you and you can take that. Uh, maybe you open one of the gates and you take a pipe and direct. You just channel all that water. You know, you would you yeah. So 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 at that point there was a, I I just come back home and I was um. I'd witnessed a lot of stuff, you know, even from the airport to the house, where different things that I had to get reacquainted with and all that. And I saw this guy, I saw this, uh, there was like, a, we drove past a, a, a taxi park, right? And there was a bit of traffic, so we were able to, to see for a bit. And in the, in the taxi park, there was, there was a guy who was uh, uh, amongst the drivers who was sat, and there was a girl who was, uh, serving food, I'm sure she was selling food to them, but like she was selling to that guy first, and the guy's portion was really, 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 really nice with meat and everything. Mm-hmm. And before she was serving to every other person, and, and so in my mind, I was like, you see, this guy who is there in the taxi shed, you know, with his palm slippers and his, you know, shirt and his pants and all that, you know, to in in his own context, in, in his own setting, he's a chilling guy, mm-hmm. he's a landlord guy, you know. He's a, he's a, you know, he's a chairman. He's probably the taxi drivers association chairman. So all of them have to defer to him, you know. And in within that context, he has some authority. And that that told me, like in this context in Nigeria, in 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 the way I was seeing things, I had to see things differently because I was uh, I was re-entering a system that um, a lot of things are not as they should be. But even within that, you can find just the n- nice enjoyment of food amongst your friends, you know. Just and um, 
I, I, I was in love at that time. I'm not sure. Or oh, I think I just, I just, <laughs> I just been in love or something like that. But I, I, I started to, um, and I'm, I'm trying to explain, I'm trying to explain why the song sounded like very, um, Yoruba and mm-hmm. with lots of Yoruba influences and all that, because that was where my mind was at that time. You know, I had all these things happened and then my friend was singing the song and all these things were swimming together and it we channeled it into a song about a girl and yeah. sociology is supposed to be the uh, epitome of a, a, a like a, she's supposed to be um uh how do i explain she's the everyone's dream girl right mm-hmm. because she can for herself she's very enterprising she's very powerful that was that was my that's inspiration behind this brother cool Da di da 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 Look at your pretty face. See your lodger. Follow me, go my place. See your lodger. I want you to stay. Baby girl, what's in a corral? What am I Money, baby girl, what's in a corral? What am I Baby girl, go what's in a corral? What am I shall I borrow? Oh, my fumi no more. shall I borrow? Oh, my fumi no more. shall I borrow? Baby's got swag, this smart sheet. Let me ride the tune to your heartbeat. I'm gonna make the sparks fly like a car The street talk, I'm the bar seat. Baby's on my mind, like my car keys. I'm trying to have a chat, but baby's so cocky, she can't see girl from the far east. So I'm facing the east like a laggy. Oh, fair, my phone, you baggy. She look my only daddy. Princess from the far east. So I'm chasing it, it's like a lady Over my phone, me back in my shit, it's like holy daddy Baby girl, passing no corral, what about me sorrow? Holy baby girl, passing no corral, what about me sorrow? Baby girl, go passing no corral, what about me sorrow? I can't be the record, you can't die, you can't die, 
in the east like a lachi. Over my forty me baggy. She rip a lori daddy. Uh uh from the far east. So I'm chasing the east like a lachi. Over my forty me baggy. My she rip a lori Thank you for taking us through the process of how Sisiologia was made. Now I want to go to my favorite song from you so far is Kalakuta. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you think it's, yeah. have you seen that video yet? <laughs> the guy man's not hot. Dude, that's that thing is like blowing up. Like <laughs> have nine sounds. Nine different sounds. Only pistol sounds like a shotgun. Sounds like a machine gun. So you're a criminal, so. <laughs> Now, can you talk about the briefly about the writing process and the inspiration behind um, Kalakuta? Because I know the story from the press release is that it's an enchanting Afrobeat tinge journey and it's a stirring, soulful call to arms. But I just want to know in particular, what were you going through or what did you even see that made you write the song? Um, so the, the song was written um, over a period of time. It wasn't written... Um, Different parts of it were written at different times. Mm-hmm. So there was my verse there because um, the song was my brother and I. My brother who is a uh, cruise, um, cruise the ministry, cruise of the ministry. That's yes. your brother, Admiral, Admiral Cruz. Yes, that's my blood brother. That's my little bro. <laughs> uh, no, no, yeah, yeah. Why about, why about Effie? Effie Cruz. Yes, 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 yes. His his family too. So, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Continue. This is pretty dope. Pretty, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, verse comes first. Cruz's verse comes first, right? He has the uh, same kid, different thoughts, mm-hmm, and all those kind. Mm-hmm. In reality, when we're writing it, this, that that verse came last. Basically, he wrote that verse after um, um, I had written I had written uh, my verse as it um, was supposed to be um, a piece of poetry, basically. And so I had performed it as poetry before to a couple friends. Since the time it was written in university, in university after I wrote the verse in one night and then I woke up. No, I I wrote it till like four a.m. and then I woke my friend up and called her and said, "I've written I've written something that you need to hear and all that." It was I was very dramatic and I can <laughs> I can be very dramatic, but so I was excited about it at that time, but I really didn't do anything about it because it was just there. I, I needed to put some more meat around it, basically. Mm-hmm. And so coming home, and my brother too was home from school and everything, and we 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 played that out, and we um, he would was um, playing the guitar as well, and we had these jam sessions we used to do, and so we started, and the chorus came from like from nowhere, 
the chorus came and then my verse came and then his verse came because my, <laughs> my my verse was already written and then yeah. his verse his verse came it was it was really magical how he came together and because we were all feeling the same thing at that time we were all um feeling like this is unseen hand in fact sometimes in nigeria it's a seen hand you know who <laughs> you know who the hand or the hands are you know mm. so there's this kind of pressure that's been applied and you know it's almost like when 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 would it burst like if you, you can only squeeze a balloon uh, uh so hard until it, it, it burst at some point you know so and that was that was like trying to say that we're not doing our future any good you know mm. if we if we continue to um deprive deprive whole you know whole demographics of people of education first of all mm. you know the right to life the right to you know to be uh, it's, it's crazy so good roads you know the list is yeah, endless yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that was like a response to that yeah you know? i see okay and then just i wanted to ask was the concept of the song was it more was it melody driven or was it more about the lyrics like where you just because like you said you know you had a friend um, who was humming for sociologia but for yes. Karakuta, is it that the lyrics came before the melody i think the lyrics came before the melody yes you're right okay. the, the lyrics came before the melody because we were um hmm, sometimes when sometimes when i write the lyrics and the melody can come at the same time mm. like so the first thing that came was the and I still walk down the same roads that I used to. Then I was like, okay, all right, cool. So next line, you know, as I'm saying that, the story is building from there. So a guy that walks down the same road he used to probably talks to the same people he used to, you know. Mm-hmm. But then, then how am I? Then what? What? What is? What is? How do I define myself? Why am I different? I'm different because I have opened my mind to the, that. That's that's generally how it was. So the melody kind of. Um, the melody, the the lyrics came, and the melody kind of just helped it sit down, basically. Mm, so mm-hmm. it wasn't, yeah, they weren't too distant. They kind yeah. of came together. Same kid, different thoughts. See my mind from a different orbit I spit the kind of rhymes they can never forfeit Flowing through your organs, endorphins, endorse it Same kid, different mind You see I roll with a different kind You see my flows from a different time You can see my soul underneath the lines I see the lies in the preacher's eyes I see the victim in the preacher's lies I see the blood underneath the victim I see my God offering forgiveness Mr. Mrs. You must have missed the message You must have killed the messenger You must have misdirected You must have missed the call Mr. Text a weak connection You better take a minute Check the method redirected And I still walk down the same road That I used to, used to, used to. And I still talk to the same folk That I used to, used to, used to. The only difference is My mind is from you just I got to read the streets like a I got to keep it calacuta. I got to treat the beat like a butcher. I got to keep it.
the Galakuta It's going down, that's a parachute I got to give the Galakuta And I believe my friend is like a gun, I'm a shoot ya I got to give the Galakuta I master language faster than a supercomputer I got to give the Galakuta, Kuta, Kuta, that's what's up, yeah Got to give you Galakuta, Kuta each is a joke and a piece of this puzzling game Conspiracy theories are leaders, they flourish in pain Our spirits are broken, our bodies malnourished in pain The people have spoken, it seems they have spoken in vain Why? Cause they distract your mind with entertainment They feed you with their lies and you put up no opposition But those who seek will find and those who find will never lose it And those who see the signs will see it's time for revolution The fight piper play the music, got the rappers moving And they forgot about the fight, forgot the revolution They buying all the merchandise, they like this better Pushing. Who made the people stupid? Who gave them television? The song of Adam choosing, just as a bitch of fuck. The conscious man is losing. No one to hear the call, no one to stand and fight, no one to break the bed, no one to shine the light, no one to break the chamber. We are the sons of people who cannot be made. The hunger for truth and the fire that cannot be taken. We are the chosen ones, chosen to carry the truth. Because broken words, spoken to rally the troops And wake up you guys from your sleep and your slumber So when this roll call, we're over within the number With ritual proof and teeth the truth, my team remains fearless Defeat the beast and on the list the conspiracy theories And I still walk down the same road that I used to, used to, used to. And I still talk to the same folk that I used to, used to, used to. The only difference is my mind is from the future Um, I interviewed Focus Ramon and I told him that what even makes Kalakuta that more special, it's already a special song, is where he has that drop towards the end. And he was like, even you didn't even know about the drop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Focus, yeah. He's a, he's a, I don't think, I don't think he's given as much props as he mm-hmm. deserves. Mm-hmm. I think he's a very understated genius. He's very, very, he's amazing. He's, no, he's a um, soon blue. The blue in the blue in the blue in the blue in 
and the the music like the making of music when we talk about songs if we're about to if we're talking about a song maybe i have a concept that i want to or uh, that i want to explore and all that and i'm like so this and this and that and that and that and um i would i would <laughs> i would um i would offer a kind of melody to it like a background melody and say okay i would like i like it to go like this and like that and like that and because maybe of my amateur amateur skills in the <laughs> Maybe because of that, I, 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 but the way his brain will articulate that idea, you know, and sometimes you have to have, in fact, that drop, that drop is kind of like a metaphor for like the faith, basically, mm. because after I, after I've recorded my, my, the, uh, my, my verses and all that, after I've recorded that, we record that on some kind of skeleton, you know, and it stays with him for a while and he builds everything, mm. you know. When you hear the song again, you're like, my goodness. Mm-hmm. You know? And I, yes, I, when, I, when I heard that drop, I was like, ah, yes, yes, yes. Once <laughs> again, you know, because yeah. he, yeah, and he never fails to disappoint. We, we, we've done a couple projects together and we'll continue to do projects together. Yeah, he speaks highly of you as well. And... He's a rumor monger. He's a rumor monger. Rumor monger who changed his name from Tintin to Focus Ramon. But it's all Focus Ramon. Which one do you prefer, Tintin or Focus Ramon? I used to call him Tint. Uh, we used to. Uh, sometimes I still call him Tint, but officially I call him Focus. I, I Tint just has a ring. Just has a. Just very easy to. I guess he wants to. Um, how he wants to be perceived is you know, I need to. I I respect that. I'm part. Yeah, no, and also just like he rightly said, there's also copyright infringement issues. So you don't want to start battling that. battling that rather than he becomes successful, more successful. So. Um, exactly. and, I, and I told him I focus on just every time I hear that name, it just reminds yeah. me of Rafiki from Lion King. I do not know why, <laughs> but it's always just. I think it's that sage <laughs> wisdom, show me the way, right. you know, type thing. It reminds me of it reminds me of Razor Ramon from WWF. Oh really? Were you ever a wrestling? Uh, yeah, wrestling? I was. Yeah, I was. I was until I found out it was fake, and I was like, okay, you, next. Yeah, yeah. Until you realize that it was a hoax. And stuff, yeah, yeah. I was like, really though. Like I was really into Undertaker, like people. They had, I, they had my soul. <laughs> thing. Um, what, what the, you Brett know, the Hitman, the, Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah, exactly. Who died? Yes. Man? You know, I need to get. I every time he gives like his glasses to some kid, I'm I'm always wishing like it's me. I'm like one day, I one know, day, I'll right? be, you know, I'll be <laughs> Eddie Eddie Guerrero and yeah. uh, the the other boy, the Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio Junior, and all those guys. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they, wrestling. I think like they they always, my childhood, man. Seriously, yeah. seriously, and okay. they just I think they also shut up to many childhoods. You know, just, you know. Yes, a lot of kids have broken bones. Thank you. <laughs> I'm listening to. Don't try this at home. Seriously, yeah. But, you know, yeah. I'm glad that we could bond over the WrestleMania being fake. But anywho. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, one of the things that I really love about you, and I'm really happy that I'm getting the opportunity to actually interview you, is that you're a very talented creative. And just to give the audience a better sense of the projects that you have been featured on, you have um, Kid Connect Shalala Air from 2015. Uh, you have um, Badagri, which... Yeah, Badagri. You have um, Sunday, which is an amazing record, which is off Kid Connect, um, Small Chops Volume 1. You co-wrote mm. Hallelujah with Fumbi. You have um, More Coming with Eva Laudia, SDC's Live, Love, Laugh, Eat, which is an amazing record as well. You have Fouses, How Far, you have Lose Canaan, Itessi Waju, you have Black Magic's Rock Your Body, Satan Must Fall, another awesome record. 
Arami Day, Sumi Lobos. So you have authors, so many records that you featured on. And I think, you know, because it just kind of echoes what Focus was saying about, you know, he just spoke so highly of you and like, he feels like the world is not even ready for the amount of amazing artistry that you're going to showcase to the world so that's something that is really awesome and also just kind of sticking to the collaborative point that i'm trying to make is that you also collaborate with artists with the creative direction and writing on their projects your most recent co-writing effort is Fumbi's hallelujah so can you tell us the story behind hallelujah and how that came together so the process of um hallelujah hallelujah was uh the, 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 the song describes um the song describes like a, a period of uh, uncertainty, a period of despair, uh, a period of being um, being lost basically, and being saved by by grace basically, you know, and um, which is something that a lot of people have gone through. It's something that I went through a lot, you know, and being in situations where I'd feel like. The only the only thing that can help out, you know, is is something is is an it's a divine intervention, something beyond my own comprehension, basically. Which, as a human being, is a situation that you find yourself uh, a lot of times, especially when you're in times where you don't have a lot of knowledge about uh, where you are or, or or what you're doing in particular, or sometimes out of maybe uh, I don't know, just bad things happening or mistakes or whatever. You find yourself in a place where um, you've almost done everything you can, humanly speaking, and it seems not to be changing. And you kind of, uh, I don't know, you just find like a hand at the end of the, or like holding, stretching, you know, to catch you as mm-hmm. as you. I'm describing like a person who is drowning, and just at the moment where you think it's all over, you're fighting for air, and somebody catches you. A lot of people think of things happening like a miracle happening in the context that somebody's going to come and and move the car before the car hit the person or somebody's going to stand in front of them and block the car. But in the, I think of a miracle as a person would uh, uh, perform a function that would help that particular situation that the person is in at that moment, whether or not the person knew it. Like some people who have benefited from like charity organizations and stuff they and they never they're never going to find out who gave the money or the people who give the money are never going to find out who who um gave it to them or just being there for a friend or being there for a person that needs it you know the product of, of amazing grace and all that yeah. that's what song was about and he has a mad voice you know so yeah he does uh, you know, it's funny, yeah. like, I, I, I think I posted something on Instagram like a while back before I even heard about the collective, because I've been a fan of Fumbi from back in the day, and for a while, yeah. you know, maybe he was just like, you know, trying to like get himself back together and restructure and all these different things. So yeah. like, it was so nice to hear him on the collective, and uh, he's part of some SCC people, and then yeah. also here at Halloween. He's an amazing, amazing singer. He is, he is. And, and the thing is that like the, the industry is just opening up so there'll be there'll be so many there'll be so many opportunities for mm-hmm. him to show us i'm sure he's uh he's up to the challenge definitely there. he definitely definitely seems like it he is quickly talk about your relationship with kid connect this you know i don't know if they've told you this your voice is very and this, this is not me gassing you up because you know i know to throw shit as well but um <laughs> you have this way that wherever you sing and it's very soulful like yeah. do you do you get that from people when they tell you that because you know, like you know, you probably heard um people say Fantasia and um Jen- yes. what's her name Jennifer Hudson that they have soul yeah. when they like they they make oh, you yeah. they make you believe that they're singing a song. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That is how you that that is how like whenever I hear you sing, even on your own project and other people's projects, like 
there's something about the way you deliver and it just makes me say oh my gosh like i i feel the song you know and that's a good thing you know so thank you appreciate yeah no you're welcome think arts music all that is something that's deeply felt you know it's something it's something that is in literally is comes from the soul you know and i think as you can you can open up that channel there's a there's a window everybody has a door or a window from our soul to this outside world you know society kind of teaches kind of teaches you to to clamp down on on certain things you know and tells you certain things are inappropriate or certain things cannot be done uh, and especially for people who are lucky enough to be in the um artistic or entertainment field in in life you know where you your your work is to kind of express the innermost parts of um of life or to express feelings that a lot of people would have but maybe might not be able to to, to say or express things that a lot of us uh, think about so i think if your goal and your purpose is to connect with people or uh, let people into that uh, that window or through that window you know i think the more you the more you open that window the wider it is open the wider they get to see and i think that's what accounts for it being from the soul good connectism is a is a very is a very talented uh, producer, a very funny individual to to hang out with. Um, I was introduced to him by a friend of mine who went to uh, went to school together. And uh, when I got to when I got back to Lagos, he was like, "You have to meet this person. You have to meet this person." And he gives me um, Connect's number, and I go I go to meet Connect, and we we just start vibing immediately. And and he's he turns out to be you know a great guy. He plays some stuff uh, for me, and uh, one of those things was the Satan was for. And um, I was like, yeah, I like this, I like this, let's do something. And and that was and that was how uh, yeah. that was. So Connect has been um, has been a has been a, a good uh, a good friend when it comes to um, music and and even other things, even hanging out. He's been mm-hmm. a, a nice individual. Cool. Very, no, no, <laughs> very, yeah, he's really funny. Yeah, Connect is just a character. One question I have before I go on to your um upcoming project that you're going to be releasing, which is called The Elements, I want to just ask, have you been approached to be signed by any record label in Nigeria? Um, or have you even considered that? Um, well, okay, let's answer considered first. first. Okay. <laughs> Ideas are like like fire basically, you know. You you want to stoke the fire to to keep it burning or to mm-hmm. burn brighter. Right, mm-hmm. you you don't want to cage it or you don't want to, you know, choke it. Confine it. You know, and exactly, and and I think I think that some sometimes when there's a lot of people micro managing or even managing one idea, you know, the essence of it might get lost, you know, and you might, uh, the, 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 you know, and even the person or the, the where the ideas are coming from, you know. If you, I don't know, tamper too much with it, I don't know. For me, it, it's kind of, uh, it tampers with the, the essence of it. Uh, it tampers with the authenticity or the originality and all that stuff. So I, 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 try to, I try to imagine a world where we have independent artists that can support themselves, produce the music, push the music. In, in my dream uh, sort of industry, as, you, as, you, as we're um, asking in the former question, the industry would consist of, independent artistic actors and uh, a system that would push their products basically you know how a writer writes a book and then there's a publishing company yeah. and all that kind of stuff that makes all the other things happen you know so that, more leaning towards yeah. more of being indie than being signed to a label you get me but but, but i would um i would i would uh i wouldn't um also put out 
there's a space for for um, labels because labels are like a kind of engine room basically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it, it's a combination of all the things that make that artist work. So it's a combination of um, some kind of bankroll, some kind of um, access to the media, uh, some kind of access to and stuff exactly uh, and all that so it's a it's a combination of all those things working together for the purpose of making money so as long as the interest of the artists are not put over the interest of the of the fans so that the artist turns into a product you know so there's but, some but do you think that do you think that that's a bad thing because i was watching this interview with um what should we call it Nor- noriega and he was an okay. everyday struggle. And one of the points that he made is that a lot of artists, they not necessarily get it twisted, but they miss the point that music expires. And he says mm-hmm. that unless you are a superior artist who, you know, I guess you can continue to make music for however long, people mm-hmm. of average talent need to understand that you have to find ways to diversify your brand and diversify mm-hmm. into other, you know, avenues and, you know, money-making streams. So, yes. you know, a lot of times you see that and this is making the, an argument for a label, considering that I used to work at a local yeah. label, is that, you know, I think yeah. even sometimes I feel like um, musicians and artists in general, which is fine because that's what that's what you need to focus on your craft and becoming, you know, yeah. the, you know this amazing person. But I feel like sometimes, um, maybe sometimes musicians forget that there are two different aspects of the industry, music and the music business. Those are two different parts, oh, yeah. different parts, oh, yeah. you know. So it's like you can get so caught up in being, you know, I want to be yeah. a musician and then you forget yeah. that, you know, um, I need to make money. I need to make yeah. So go ahead. Yes, yes. I mean, this point you raised is a, is a, is a very important point. Like the, the the part that actually makes the the talent, the part that actually takes care of the talent, the part that actually that that um keeps the talent being talented, basically. Mm-hmm. I get, and that is a very important um um aspect, you know. So I think it's it's sometimes the responsibility, not sometimes, all the time, because the artist producing the art has to find a place where you're receiving as much interest in the, okay, we're going to make money off of, off of the songs and off of all those things. We're going to make as much money as we can make. It's not a bad thing. But also, like, I, I, as long as the artists themselves are, are, are not compromised, you know, there's, 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 I think there are times when you would, um, be, as the artist that is inside that kind of, uh, of king, because no, nobody, nobody ever expects to be that person. Sometimes you can see it in black and white that these people that this is where the goal is or this is what the goal is you know but also other times some people might even have they might say uh good fun stuff to make you feel comfortable and then when you're in you find out you don't really care you know but also like i mean i i don't i don't believe in artists that don't earn their salt you know artists that are just artists because that happen to be what that's just the job that I, I you know there's no reason for you being an artist or there's no there's no real uh, drive you know so a lot of times when you are an artist that you are lazy, you don't want to work, you don't want to practice, you don't want to rehearse, you don't want to write, you don't want to do whatever it is that it is that your art requires, you know, and you are used to being pampered and those guys too have no I have no I have no kidney for them. Kinda of going to your songwriting. You are a really okay. talented songwriter as well. Now have you considered um signing with the publisher? I was away for a while to finish uh school and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And in that time I was able to give this a very good thing, you know. So um, I have um, a team of people who uh, we've been trying to access every single every single aspect of this that we can uh, also work with. Yeah. Like, 
uh, we can exploit in a good way. We can exploit and and um, you know make something of it. So yes, publishing and all that stuff has been it's been discussed and all that. So yes, we are. Honestly, I could go on and on, and I'll just eventually not talk about your EP. But um, wow. <laughs> just quickly, one more point about songwriting. You sent out this tweet about like your open for songwriting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. I want to clarify. I want to just clarify. Why did you have the disclaimer that? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm going I, to Abby? Yes, I okay, do. Okay, yeah, let's talk about Talk about. I believe that. Um, and, and it's even. I, I, it's good that you, you raised this. I believe that art is. Okay, for instance, if I were a very talented, uh, if I was a very talented story writer, right, but I'm Russian, and I write in Russian, and I live here in Lagos, I'm not going to have, probably going to have two people reading my work, the ambassador of Russia, uh, and somebody, and maybe his wife, and I'm going to be telling very, very deep, you know, stories and stuff like that, but, but my, my, my point is, my, and it doesn't take away, it doesn't take away from the art that the guy, the Russian story writer, um, has, but it doesn't also take away from the artistic sensibilities of the people, of the audience. It's just not language, yeah. basically. So, it, I, I say that to, to say that in Nigeria, we are just getting exposed to a lot of things. We're just getting exposed to a lot of various types of music, a lot of various types of art. There are some people that would never have thought that they would um, love um, um, a lot of the series that we've, we've gotten accustomed to and gotten used to and our household names now, you know, mm-hmm. and um, you know, so I feel like we're just getting exposed to a lot of things, and I know that I know that um, in Nigeria, if as we said, if they, if it's given time to grow, if the industry is a uh, given time to grow, a lot of these things will be more concrete. You know, as long as whatever whatever an artist is trying to say, um, sometimes an artist might find, might be saying one thing and feel like um, they are not being heard, or they're hearing, or people are hearing different things, and sometimes. There's a crowd, like there's a popular, there's a popular sound, there's a popular, whatever is popular at that moment, you know, there's, those, the, 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 that is what a majority of the people get to listen to. And that's why it's called popular, you know, mm-hmm. because so, so, so whatever, whatever it is at that time, what that, that popular thing comes, is, is kind of derived from a, a source, it's derived from something, and that's why it's a matter of trend. So something else becomes popular, and after a minute, something else becomes mm-hmm. popular, I mean, something else becomes popular. So I have respect for artists that are artists at the core and can just change into just like an actor that just changes his costume, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm an artist at the core. The ideas that we express will be different from time to time. One writer cannot write the same story every time, you know. The ideas that I would express will be different, but at the core, this is who I am, basically. A few people see music and art and stuff as like a getaway card, you know. Mm-hmm. Let me just to sing, you know, I feel, are they singing? I miss every singer. Are they dancing? You know, I feel that, you know, there's a hard work to it, you know. So some people will say, come, I want a song. Write a song about, just write about, uh, I want to use the name called uh, Belinda or whatever. And then, and then the whole song, whole song comes from Belinda. Mm-hmm. And they, and that's why the song will not be that deep. Because I'll just be, Belinda, now you, Belinda, now you. <laughs> You, you know, and I would, I know that voice. <laughs> as an artist, we're allowed to say whatever it is that you want to say. We have something called poetic license. You're allowed to say anything 
that's your job, you know. But I, I would like to work with a person who there's an artistic aura that you feel from a person, you know. I wouldn't like a person like a copy and paste kind of individual, mm. you know. A, a lot of a lot of the time in Nigeria, we're not we're not we don't concentrate on the skill, you know, itself. It's the end product, yeah. and so a lot of see they see a guy who they think is their guy or who they think you know, and they automatically think they can do it. You know, so I, I, human beings, we have that until the person, until the person experiences what that thing really is. And so a lot of people get into entertainment and drop out, so to say, because it's not what they thought it was. Two things. Your disclaimer wasn't even necessarily to insult people. It's more about you no. or your team oh. being more about you want, you all wanting to work with um, a multi-talented person than someone who's a one-dimensional artist, if that's what you're trying to, if, if, I, if, I, if your explanation is exactly. what I'm getting that to be. No, yes, yes, you you have it, you have it exactly. Like a person who, uh, a person who is um here for the long haul, basically. Mm-hmm. So, so someone, someone who can still make Judy and someone who's still making g- great songs at the same time. So there's nothing wrong with exactly. you making Judy, but you, that's not all you do. Bella said Judy so much. So that even was one that did that Judy, Judy <laughs> le, Judy. Fella had that. Fella, you know, Fella could talk mm-hmm. about anything, you know. And the and the common denominator is that Fela is a great uh, uh, he's a great performer he's a great mm-hmm. musician you know mm-hmm. he's a great orator he's a great motivational speaker he didn't even, he might not have known that that's what he was at that time he's a mm-hmm. great activist you know he's a great political figure but as, the essence in him the person the, the essence in him that makes him all those things you know you can see that it's real it's not just because oh it's fa- it's in fashion to 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 rebel against the the yeah, the, the and for people who are wondering what, what I'm actually talking about, Sadada's team sent out a tweet that, you know, they're open for songwriting requests yeah. and that they're only dealing with serious requests. And although they respect all opinions, please yeah. do not send Judy, Judy and Team's requests. Request. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. It wasn't like me trying to make you give a, you know, a, I guess, a thesis about why you should be, why you should have an opinion on what you do. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was funny and I wanted I to guess. clarify. Why you um the, the same way that I extend that courtesy to people, I also have that I also I also have that right myself. You know, yeah, I, that's true. I, I so that that's that's, that's how well, I, I, I I look forward to you writing a Judy and Tins record. You know, looking forward to that for you. I you have, know, I have a couple of Judy and Tins records. <laughs> okay, so now, now, okay, now that I kind of brought that up, let's talk about your um upcoming project called Element. Yeah. Um, can you talk a bit more briefly about what we should expect? And I know it's an EP, right? Yes, it's an okay, so talk about elements. Okay, so the elements in the normal speech is, you know, uh, things that make up something, the, mm-hmm. the part of a whole, basically. The elements that make up, that make me up as a person, and I'm seeing myself as a representation of the world, of music, of mankind, or whatever. The, so the, the basic elements we have are earth, water, wind, and fire. And right, uh, we, this, this is me being, like, so rude. Did you, did you watch, uh, um, did you watch, what you call it, Captain Planet? Captain Planet. Okay, go back to the song. Power is yours. The wind, water, earth and fire are, are basic elements that we can see and we can appreciate uh, physically. 
maybe not wind, but we can see the effects of wind. Um, and then we, we added love to it. So, and love is a, a, an element as strong. It's not, it's not tangible, but the effects of it are tangible, you know. So, um, the, the, the songs there kind of, um, represented, um, occasions and events <laughs> that have happened around me and have, um, have, um, shaped, shaped me and um, made me a certain, kind of person how's the project going to sound sonically and what producers um and are you work, are you collaborating with any other artists for the project um so the project the project is um technically it's it's rounded up it's rounded up we're just um mm. it's the ancillary ancillary things uh that are um uh we're trying to scale but um sonically it's a mixture of um it's th- i'm trying to bring that whole um jungle funk sound and introduce mm. it um i'm trying to um, so you, you hear songs that have um, drums that sound very like traditional. Sometimes you hear some gongo like in Holy Water, the, I mean, like in a, a Kalakuta, there were mm-hmm. some and gongos and, and those kinds of instruments, and there were horns as well. Uh, there's a song that is called um, Chariots of Fire, which is, is part of the project as a fire song. Um, it's a song that all all this is just all this is like exclusive. As, as in seriously, can, can, <laughs> like, can you can you let me do my job? You know, let me let you finish a bit, like you know, uh, say exclusive things. You know, we are continuing to talk fire your fire track story. Is fire track. Um, Kalakuta is a love track. Holy water is the water track. Oh. And the song there's a song about um Earth boy and cloud girl, which is the how many <laughs> songs is, are gonna be on the EP? There's going to be five tracks. Okay. Um, I did one more. There's six tracks. And what producers are you working with? You're working with Focus. Uh, yes, Focus. Um, there's a, a producer called Sizzle. He's worked okay. with a Sizzle Pro. People. Yes, Sizzle okay. Pro. He's worked with a couple of of friends, and and he's 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 crazy. He's he's really good. No, he's not. Uh, yeah, I know Sizzle Pro. Yeah, he's he's very he's very um he's good at interpreting and also like you know like when you present an idea the a person who can say, okay, let's do this, this, okay, and can we also do this, 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 mm-hmm. and maybe an angle you never looked at before, and you're like, ah, yes, yeah, true. So he's that, he's, yes, he's, he's, he's that kind of person. Um, then uh, Connect also had a thing or two to say on the on the project, so okay. there's Connect, there's Sizzle, and there's Focus Ramon. Okay, that's cool. And when is it going to be released? Uh, in a bit, in a bit, in a bit. You first of all did the exclusive comment, eh? Uncle Diana, I beg. End of, end of September or um, first week in is it October, November, December? Just October is going to be very interesting. I could say <laughs> Okay, all right, cool. Thank you. Thank you for that exclusive comment. Thank you. <laughs> um, oh, I was gonna. You didn't say. Are you work? Are you collaborating any with any artists? On uh, artists. Um, I, I have had um a couple friends come over and do like some background work for me. Um, background vocals and stuff for the songs. But as it is, it, maybe after maybe another version of the song could come out like a mm-hmm. remix. Or yeah, with, yeah. But for now, strictly you. For now, strictly is okay. myself and yeah. my producer. That's cool. I mean, it's a good way for you to continue to introduce yourself and make sure that you know the public gets to know you more as an artist. And well, also, they had um, they had um, they did like some background work. Uh, you might not like. I I think I, I write their names, but like people might not know that. But a lot of um, there's a Deje, there's a Arami Day, there's a um, a lot of people on the side on. There's Sion. a lot of people on the background. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so. that's cool. Looking forward to October. That's exciting. Yeah, exciting for you now. Okay. Yeah. Let's go yeah. to the four random questions. Four okay. random questions. 
One random question. So, whatever I ask you, you gotta answer. And if you don't have any answers, just say, you know, I don't have any answer. It'll be by force, all right? Okay, okay. Okay, cool. Okay. And before I go into four random questions, you have this guitar <laughs> that you purchased in India. Yes, I do. <laughs> you know the name of the shop as well. Sorry? Do you, know the, do you know the name of the shop as well? I think <laughs> you how do you not know? know? I may know. Oh, I may know. So I talk about it quickly. Huh? You know, what made you, what drew you to Because yeah. it's beautiful. Yes, yes. Um, she she is a beautiful guitar, makes very beautiful noise. Um, myself and uh, my family, we walked past the shop and I I just saw um the guitar from outside and I, and so we we got inside and you know they say that it's about the uh, it's about the sound it makes. Mm-hmm. So some get you can have guitars that uh I don't know maybe like a, a hundred from a hundred dollars to like a thousand ten thousand mm-hmm. for some there's some guys that have specialty made from Sweden from Sweden and stuff like that uh-huh. but like. Generally, it's about the quality of the wood and it's about the sound it makes. And the better the wood, the better the sound. So this one just stuck out. You know, she just sounded so warm. And uh, the family that I stayed with, they had like uh, some children's books uh, lying around. In uh, this was in um, this was in Bangalore in India. There was a story about uh, a, a god. Um, there's a story about a goddess. You know how in the in the English uh, or not in the, in the Greco-Roman theories you have the or in the Greek theories you have a uh, Helen of Troy, right? Mm-hmm. In this context, in the Indian context, there was that that, that version of that was uh, a lady called Mohiri. Oh. Mohiri was um, she was a, a god that turned uh, themselves into the beautiful lady. Krishna was running. Some demons were trying to escape um, Krishna. And then I think uh, Vishnu, I'm not sure, Vishnu turned himself into Mohiri to distract the demons. And the demons went to Mohiri and, and, and that allowed Krishna time to escape. So I named uh, the guitar Mohiri. Okay. Yes, mm. yes. It's a be- it's a beautiful guitar, beautiful guitar. Right. You and Focus Raman, I can see why you kind of work together because both of you just come across as very deep God. Don't be deceived. Uh, don't be deceived. I'm not deceived, Chloe. I said I said you come across. I didn't say you are. See the difference. That's true. You know the that's difference. True. You know that's the that's the legal. That's the lawyer in both of us, right? Yeah, just yeah, don't be making statements. Yeah, I was gonna say that you come across. Uh, you know, like just even like reading like the way you describe yourself, the last born of the gods, first one of the ministry, <laughs> high priest in the temple of the music, keeper yeah, of the yeah. deep shop. You know, so I like I like. How you describe yourself? I like it's 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 awesome. Okay, so she recently got a sister called uh, Lady Ella. I thought I saw that. Was, was that on the Deep Shop's Instagram page? Yes, yes, okay, yes. Yeah, yes. see, I think I saw that. And so both of them are 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 the um they're vain as hell. But they're they're <laughs> More power to them. Let's mm. go into the final questions. All right, first question is: What is your favorite letter of the alphabet? Mm-mm. It's my favorite letter of the alphabet. What 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 constitutes favorite as in the way it sounds, or favorite as in the way it looks? Whatever favorite... you want to, I guess, mm. describe it as, or decipher mm. the question as, Mister Lawyer. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Hmm. Ah. This is, this is too. This is, oh. I know, right? It was such a random question that I saw. I was like, I want to ask that question because it's so. It's I think it's like, go ahead. It's either it's either it's either R or L, I guess. Hmm. It's either what, R why? for the. Uh. <laughs> so, 
I really, I really can't give you. I really can't. I need to consider. This is it's actually a soul searching question. Yeah. I, I need to think about it better. But for now, you say R O L, right? right? I'll say I'll tell you R O L. Okay, we'll stick to that. Second question is: Have you ever written a love letter? Abba no. Uh-uh. <laughs> you say Abba no. Well, we, well, we, you know, back in, back in like um secondary school, I think the first time I, I had uh, the first time I was, I was given a cell phone was I think no entering SS one, just three entering SS one, I think. Um, so so before that we had no, uh, we had no way of communication except you call the person's house, you mm-hmm. know. That's right. The person's, my dad taps our phone, so I'm sure your dad taps your phone too. So I don't want to tell you something <laughs> over the phone. So mm-hmm. very handy to have like. Some love letter skills at uh, you know and, yeah. and so and for the and for the babes you know it became something of like swag because you like as a girl you were showing your friends I can see I got a letter from James <laughs> got a letter from John like, that kind of thing so yeah and, and and also and also for the guys too because maybe you you you, you tell your friends that I, I like that girl I want to tell her and just and then you write your letter and then you now give it to and them take and, it to her. Exactly. You have you have a guy. You have your wingman now. There's one guy that knows her friend. You know, I'll give, give it to her. Exactly. Give it to her. So we knew that that give it to her is not only it's her and ten other girls that are reading that letter. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. When we're younger, definitely. Yeah, so you've written a plenty. Alright, cool. Now, third question is: Do you keep a diary or journal? Mm. It's like it's like a cheap question because you're not it, so clearly. Me, me, no, I, I don't think it's, I don't think the answer is that straight. I have a couple of books that I write my thoughts and uh, some events in, but it's not in a chronological uh, order. So you say you keep a journal in some in some regard, but it's not it, really it's very structured. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fourth question is your favorite Sunny Ade record. Ah! Oh my God! My favorite Sunny Ade song would be. I should be really careful with you. You are 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 because that time music was so it was so sincere you know mm-hmm. you, you weren't in the music industry by chance mm-hmm. you were there because because the the, the, the the becoming a musician that time was really difficult you have mm-hmm. to be someone's boy you know yep, yep. you have to be someone's instruments and then after a while maybe they will allow you to play one of the one of the instruments and after a while you get good at it they're now paying you to play you know mm-hmm. it was a very long process Sonia Day himself before he became Sonia Day he was someone's guy he used to uh, carry the lantern on his head Whilst his oga is rehearsing, I can't remember the, the name of his um of his uh of his uh, uh principal. I can't remember, but he was he he was he was that that was how you you would just watch what the person was playing and you know and and soak all that stuff in. There was yeah. a method at the time. There was a, there were mm-hmm. principles. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like it's like how you know how like they say in the movies like all those mafia bosses and all of yeah, all those. Yeah. Is and then you now have some of these young dogs that are just running around shooting people up with no honor and all that. You know the way they feel about mm-hmm. this kind. Yeah, yeah. There's a process. Yeah. The person was to be was to be whacked. They will send a message. They will send flowers to the person's wife. They will do. You know, I don't know. I just mean. I, 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 it's probably not the best example, but. 
<laughs> okay, no, no, no. <laughs> he went to mafia. I mean, if you, I don't know if you've seen the the article about um Narcos. He said that um Pablo, es- yeah, Pablo Escobar's brother has said that um the I guess the director or the producer of Narcos has to pay um I think a billion or something because he didn't get the love of right. I, I didn't even know that story, but I I'm very I I really like the yeah. the very stories that you know human 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 beings were very dramatic and you know just put us in a in a in a random context and you see how it would engage you know those guys are uh, they're selling something that the need was so overwhelming mm-hmm. the money was overwhelming they were solving so many people's problems and and with money is power you want to you want to do certain things that you know it was a crazy time yeah definitely was and you know one thing I I think I, I if there's anything I'll say about this interview with you is that we have gone on so many tangents but it's great I know, you know? I know. but it's good you know but the tangents make the, the conversation richer I know like, but that's my point yeah it's great you know I, I love it I love it if you're trying to throw shit at me as well but it's fine I, I totally love no, no. <laughs> I'm no, no, no. alright cool now my final question is if you were the ruler of your own country what would you call it uh, what would I call it? What would I call it? Okay, so my my ego is saying Daudastan. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Okay, oh. that's I like that. That's cool. Love, love, love land, land or Daudastan, is it? Or Daudastan, <laughs> man. <laughs> All right, cool. Don't be ambassador. We're looking for our first ambassador to the US or to Canada or to wherever you want to be. Are you serious? No, I will help you recruit them. Oh, you know, we'll you recruit. You. Sorry? I said you recruit. I thought you volunteer. <laughs> no I'm, I'm glad you caught my shade. No keep your... Keep your... <laughs> Alright, yeah. okay, fine. I shall oh. volunteer. I'll volunteer. I'll volunteer. Babe, babe. Babe, babe. I'll volunteer. Eh? I'll volunteer. <laughs> I was going to ask you. I was going to... Two random questions from me. Yeah. First one. Do you speak... Yoruba or Igbo or both? Neither. Second one, do you hear Yoruba or Igbo or both? I hear Yoruba. Igbo, okay, no. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, the only thing I know about Igbo is Bia and Dalu. Jesus. Yeah, seriously. It's, 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 it's a travesty. I blame my parents, you know. <laughs> so, it's not, I mean, there's always, it's never too late to learn anything. And yeah. I, just for the fact that, just for the fact that you have that as a part of you, it might be worth something checking it out you know yeah but you to be fair i took i took yoruba and Igbo in secondary school i did yeah, yeah. man i did no those ones are, those ones are decoration <laughs> you know how many Igbo boys pass yoruba i know <laughs> we just speak we just speak the one that the teacher is the nicest but you know I, w- I would definitely give my mom lots of props is that she definitely speaks your that's how that's how i understand it do you understand yeah, it yeah, um yeah. she yeah once she's... you communicate with you mm-hmm. you would just do you because you have to talk about you have to think in that language and so mm-hmm. once you can think in that language you know they because even even for me my pronunciation of some things in yoruba my dad will look at me somehow you know yeah. but like but like the fact that you are thinking in the language and you know what it means, yeah. pronunciation can be practiced. So, yeah. yeah. Is, is, wait. So did you ask me because of my pronunciation? Is that what made you ask the question? No, no. Just because I'm interested in the fact that there's Igbo and Yoruba. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, my Igbo name. My Igbo name is Adaku. Adaku. Yeah. Oh, first, nice. You know, that first, means first girl. Yeah. Yeah. That means you would have interacted with certain different. You know, you inter- interact with Yoruba family, then interact with Igbo family. Mm-hmm. You know. You would have cousins from different sides. It was it's just an interesting concept to me. Mm-hmm. It is, and even like my father's mother is um she's Muslim. 
Okay, so, okay. And then my mother is my mother says she's um Anglican. Oh, my dad, 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 my perspective from all those angles exactly. that's good exactly that's what I was about to say you know so it's hard for me so like when people say pick on I'm like I can't pick I'm just you know yeah. and it makes you more empathetic as a person you know? it makes you, you you understand quicker you understand deep I totally agree with that I totally agree with that now as the interview comes to a close what advice would yeah. you give to people who are one trying to turn music into a career especially for someone like you i feel like mm-hmm. you can actually speak mm-hmm. to that because you mm-hmm. your first degree is in i mean your degree actually is in law that's what yes. yeah, that's what your specialty is but now you're also a musician yes. so talk about that briefly so for people who want to do music as a uh, as a career it's a very um one you have you you, you have to um First of all, I think you shouldn't do anything as a career that you don't have some kind of pleasure. You don't derive some kind of pleasure from. I mean, in a in a perfect world, in a perfect situation, we would all be able to do what we love and make money from it and 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 live, you know. But like in in our context, in in our in our reality, it's usually um, not that easy. Sometimes you have to do what you don't like for a while so you can do what you like. At the end of the day, sometimes you have to do what you don't like as a way to live so that you can do what you like as a hobby you know sometimes so but if you made the decision that this is what you want to do then you're going to have to take a few steps you know you have to find a way that that your product that thing that you are selling whether it's your voice or whether it's your scripts or whether it's your 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 dance and stuff i was going to say your body but that would have sounded wrong whether it's your moves and stuff like that that you're selling you have to find a way that you're continuously improving because in this world you know, quality on perfection. Maybe I, I don't. I don't know whether it, whether it's perfection. Sometimes there's luck, and sometimes there's just money. But like, you want to be the best product you can be because there's a lot of there are a lot of people who are products themselves, and you want to give people a reason to remember you or give people a reason to value you and stuff. So you have to make sure you have good value first of all. You know what your 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 you know what your art is, and you are proficient at your art, or at least you're working at it. Then two, you have to be ready for a lot of um, ups and downs in the sense that it's something that is not it's not like selling a, a fixed a, a dry good there there might be people who might not appreciate your art in particular there might be people who do not um, understand your own expression but it only means two things it either means that you're in the wrong place or you haven't reached the level that you should reach so if people if people are not hearing you you're not understanding if you can move if you can if you can change location to where they will, a lot of people have had to do that the beatles had to do that you know a lot of people have to be moved by um they had to change location before their value even jesus christ said they won't value you in your own in your own compound you know because they know everything about you and all that but um but like as long as you've decided that you want to do it just get ready that that will come you know you have to develop a very 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 tough exoskeleton people say lots of things uh, to discourage you people that love you that's a painful part people that love you and that you love will say lots of hurtful things you know to discourage you not because they think they're doing you harm but because they think they're doing you good which is even worse you know because yeah. you can't and you can't be angry with them you know yeah. so, for example so, it's all like me saying i don't want to lead the daudasta you know it can be, uh-huh. it can be, <laughs> can be wow. quite traumatic. <laughs> wow. Ah, you're going to hear from me. You're going to hear from my office tomorrow. I know, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. And then the other... <laughs> yeah, they're going to, they're going to, so you have, you have to have a very, 
the shows and stuff. Thank you for going to Sadada on Instagram, going to Sadada Live on, on YouTube and all that stuff. I appreciate it. Sometimes I'm not very, uh, I'm not very in touch with my online uh, 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 Kenya as I'm supposed to, but I trust me, I see all the comments and I see all the, and it helps me, it pushes me to do more. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure that once the EP drops in October, you'll be more. They're not ready. They're not ready. They're not, ah, what's he ready? See, see me, see me hyping you. Yeah. Trying to flex your How are you? Hello, hello, Rudy. God has all of you. You have the technical part down. You have the technical part it's right. It's just the man. pronunciation, right? But I mean, I'm like that too. So yeah, it's that's... Amy, Amy, Oba, Yoruba, da, da, da. Oh, Amy. really? Though, like that's horrible. Amy, like, <laughs> Amy, Amy, Okay, seriously, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, you know what? I'm just gonna end the show. All right, before I embarrass myself, English? my family. <laughs> Yeah, English, clearly. <laughs> well, that is the show, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Shade Anuzier, and you can connect with me at Shade Nonconform. Till then, bye. One, two, three, go. Sisi, I must do trouble. Put time well, well, Everybody, they rush, Keep them well, well, But give me, give me better food, job, Put time well, well, All because my daddy, Baba, Myself for Galalo simply because, simply because, simply because, simply because, huh? I'm my daddy, Baba Lalo. Me, myself for Galalo simply because, simply because, simply because, simply because. Be nice, flow sick, it's fire. The SNC podcast is produced by Shade Anousier and Tommy Wapaumi. To ensure you don't miss subsequent episodes, you can follow the show on its various social media handles at the SNC Podcast. So that's T H E S N C P O D C A S T. And that name is universal across Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, Facebook, iTunes, and Mixcloud. Alternatively, you can follow me on Twitter at Shade Nonconform. Till next week, cheers. <laughs>